Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, gizmos, and games. I love gizmos. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers. Stay informed, stay connected with WMAY. It is Computers Internet, BOH Computers. This beautiful Saturday morning, Brian in the house today from BOH for any tech issues, problems, questions, but you have to keep those for the second half of the show. We, I, I it's probably something unprecedented, I would imagine. No, uh, we've talked about with uh, the uh, FCC and some of their stuff, so I mean, we've gone political every now and then, but only when it's really, really important. But rarely ever, other than when I when we talk about the the biometrics laws and stuff for Illinois, which by the way are fantastic. Yeah, thanks for that Facebook check coming yeah. soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever that arrives in my mailbox. But in this time, we need to go into our capital and, and thank you for sending me that because I had missed it. Yeah, um, I, I, and I we fix follow it. it because we're intimately involved in all the aspects of right to repair and blh is very big advocates of right to repair you should be able to fix your own stuff and i fix it was the one that put the article out oh, which yeah. was even better yeah. i thought but this is house bill 3061 it is the digital fair repair act and we have two guests on the line today uh sabrina clevenger with illinois perg and tony ballerini with normal gadgets out of normal illinois good morning everybody Hey, how are you Good guys morning. doing? Good morning. Fantastic. Well, why don't you, Sabrina, why don't you start and, and tell us about uh, this bill. I say I reached out to the uh, the original House sponsor. They put me in touch with you, and, and you helped mm -hmm. write all this bill. So tell us about the Digital Fair Repair Act, please. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm an associate with Illinois Perg, uh, which is a, a nonpartisan statewide public interest advocacy group. We're part of kind of a national network that does similar things in a bunch of different states across the country. And essentially, for anyone who might not know the, the quick version of it, uh, the right to repair movement is basically that, you know, when you buy something, you should own it and you should have the right to use it, modify it and repair it however you want to. Um, so the bill that we have, um, as we mentioned, House Bill 3061, which is under uh, State Representative Michelle Musman, um, basically it's, uh, it comes from uh, a national template from Repair.org, uh, which we've worked with a bunch of different stakeholders over the years to kind of develop this set thing to base off of um, for all of the states. Um, and essentially it kind of covers all the bases from um, you know, repairing, uh, saving families money, reducing toxic e-waste, giving consumers more options, um, boosting local economies. And it also covers some of the issues that we've seen this year with the pandemic in terms of, I mean, like medical repair, um, as well as farming protections. Uh, so it really hits all the bases in terms of making sure that uh, folks have the right to repair their things um, and requiring manufacturers to provide, quote, fair and reasonable access to replacement parts and tools, as well as schematics and repair manuals and diagnostic software where relevant, uh, so that we can fix our stuff. Um, it's based on, as I mentioned, a lot of existing and effective agreement between manufacturers and repair shops. Um, and one of the things that kind of the opponents tend to talk about a lot is kind of infringement on copyright. Um, and this bill does not do that. There's a line between repairing our stuff and infringing on copyright and intellectual property. Uh, and we try to play that line with this bill. Where are you seeing the most pushback uh, as this happens overall? And we've here on this show, we seem to follow that and as states pop up and get it passed, uh, we, mm -hmm. we 
uh, we let people know of that, but but are you seeing? I mean, the the big manufacturer we we always talk about is Apple for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's been one that we definitely have seen some pushback. Uh, we're also working with State Senator Melinda Bush as well on the Senate side. Uh, we have some stuff working there, but it, things have been a little uh, messy in the, the uh, House, the General Assembly this year. Um, but we definitely see some pushback from Apple uh, firsthand. And then also we've seen some, again, this last year with medical stuff as well. Um, but then in Illinois, uh, one of the things that's come up recently is really narrowing in on John Deere and the farming equipment as well. Um, but the biggest part of the conversation uh, for consumers does tend to uh, wrap around kind of the electronics repair and just personal gadgets. Um, so that always is an issue that we focus on. So does this bill address the fact that when I drop my iPhone and it's cracked, that I can't actually go in and repair any of the components because they're all serial tied to the chips in there and, mm-hmm. I, and I can't actually replace anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely kind of the, the main focus around it and the main part of the conversation these days uh, is looking at things like that that are really kind of minor repairs um, you know, in terms of actual electronics repair that we shouldn't have to send off to Apple uh, you know, and take three weeks to repair and hundreds of dollars. Um, so that's exactly kind of the thing that we're targeting is these repairs that really shouldn't be like software locked to fix. Um, and so kind of making sure that we are able to to address things that we can do at home even if we want to. And, and uh, Terry, I want to bring you into this a little bit, run uh, normal gadgets up in, in normal. <laughs> so uh, I'm assuming you have a lot of people bring you equipment uh, just like uh, Brian does here in, in Springfield with BOH that, that can't be repaired because of these roadblocks. You know, we do run into that on occasion, but we do repair a lot of items, probably like Brian does as well. Yeah. You know, we we specialize, when we opened up our store years ago, we specialized in smartphones, working on Apple, you know, phones, iPhones, and, you know, Samsung phones and all that kind of stuff. And what's happened over the years is that Apple has made it, as Brian probably knows as well, has made it more difficult to do so because they started pairing things in. We can still replace your screens. We can still replace your batteries um, on your devices. But the problem that Apple's doing is that they're giving you notices. So if we put in a new battery, now you get a, a message on your phone that this may not be a true Apple battery because Apple doesn't sell parts to independent repair shops. And so you get those notices, and those notices eventually go away within a week or two. But then they pair things like the um, the home button or the face ID, um, or now they're getting uh, messages on a screen. They'll allow us to repair and replace a screen, but you'll still get that message for about two weeks after we repair that this might not be a real Apple screen. That's okay if it's not a real Apple screen. We still save the consumer money and time in going up to Chicago or St. Louis and getting a repair done. Exactly. And the issue that we've run into is even uh, some of the components are even like you can't replace the camera. If you break the camera, you can't replace it. Uh, on the brand new ones. Yes, yeah, definitely I, on the brand new. Uh, yeah, on uh, the iPhone 12. 12. If, if your camera is broken, the one of the cool aspects of it has become non-functional and there's no way that uh, you can take it anywhere to be repaired because the serial number for the camera is tied to the uh, the chip and that's supposed to be even worse as they uh, convert over to their new uh, apple chips right yep so and this bill addresses that mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly the kind of stuff where and- um you know things that should be able to be replaced uh but you know not by through the manufacturer um but things like that were 
you know, you should be able to go to a local repair shop um, and get that kind of done pretty quickly. That's definitely one of the main focuses. And what are our odds of this getting passed? Uh, You know, we're kind of looking at it right now. There's a lot that's been happening. Um, We kind of, the last couple months came into this being like, this might be more of a long haul type thing. Uh, But then even in the last couple of weeks, both in the state and in uh, other states that have the same legislation, like there's been a lot of momentum. Uh, So we're kind of in talks on how we want to go about just like building that momentum um, if we want to really push it for the next, you know, couple months in the conversation or try to build some really strong uh, coalitions uh, through the next year and push it forward next year. And is this something that uh, with the Illinois biometrics law, I, I remember when Six Flags had to pull all of the thumbprint scanners out of uh, the Chicago Six Flags because of the Illinois biometrics law, it really only affected Illinois. Is this mm-hmm. is this an all or nothing for Apple once Illinois passes a law such as this and we get access to schematics, we get access to parts in Illinois, it almost opens it up for all other states because of the Internet. We now can share access to those mm-hmm. things. Is this an all or nothing for them once this passes, it'll solve the problem uh, around? Or is this going to be something that even if it gets passed, it really isn't going to change anything? Uh, it's a little bit of both. Um, I mean, once it gets passed in Illinois, that is law here. Um, but as far as like kind of the, the all or nothing for the companies, um, obviously they operate in different states. Um, and I think that's that's part of why it's so important to work on the state legislation is that it does create that momentum to create kind of lasting and federal change as well. Um, so right now we have 23 different states working on actually the identical legislation. Um, so, you know, the, the amount of success that we have in those different states really leads to the overall movement for it. Um but, yeah, I mean, once it passes in Illinois, that's the law of the land here. Um, so we'll all be in that position at least. All right. I'll tell you what. Let's take a, uh, a quick break here. Uh, we have both uh, Sabrina Clevenger from Illinois Perg and Terry Valentini from Normal Gadgets talking about the uh, House Bill 30, 3061. It is the Digital Fairness Repair Act. Uh, we all push for right to repair. We'll get in a little bit more of that right after we take this break. Please hold on. It is Computers Internet, BOH Computers. Brian from BOH in the house today. Of course, we have uh, two special guests talking about the uh, Digital Fair Repair Act. Uh, We all talk about right to repair on this station. It's House Bill 3061 if you want to read all the details. Sabrina Clevenger from Illinois Perg and Terry Ballerine. Valentini, excuse me, from Normal Gadgets. So, and Brian and I were talking off the air a little bit on this. The big one that, that we see, and, and Sabrina, you mentioned it, is John Deere. Uh, mm-hmm. is, are, have they, have you guys talked to them or have they kind of reached out going, hey, we really don't want this, or is, is it too early in that process? Uh, you know, they've been kind of opponents of this for a long time, as you can imagine. Um, and we don't necessarily have direct communication with them on a regular basis, uh, but we do tend to go back and forth, not necessarily uh, Illinois PERC, but U.S. PERC, which is the national umbrella. Um, They tend to kind of bounce off each other a little bit. And yeah, John Deere has definitely been uh, one of the worst offenders in right to repair recently, um, which, you know, is kind of ironic uh, as they were originally a company that really supported farmers really being able to own their equipment. Um, We actually recently, I think two weeks ago, um, put out a big report on John Deere, uh, kind of calling them out on this. Um, It was about, I think it was about three years ago, um, there was one of the big farming associations kind of 
promised verbally that they would make the um, equipment and manufacturing um, data and um, software available for farmers to fix their sensors and so on um, by 2021. And uh, we hit this year, and none of that stuff was actually available to consumers, despite the company saying that they've done it. Well, at least you're holding them accountable for it. Uh, yep. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if it if it helps, because, again— the the biggest issue comes down to farmers are one of one of the groups that I think of a lot of they just fix their own stuff they they're their own mechanical team they have to be and mm-hmm. we just want to be able to fix our phones uh, yep. <laughs> and uh, uh, one of the other things that we asked the Magnuson Moss Act I I believe it is that uh, ties manufacturers of automobiles to the fact of they have to make their parts available and they have to allow for third-party repairs, those types of things. Why aren't we just amending that to allow for technology and farm equipment? Exactly. That's definitely something that we, yeah. Thank you, Terry. I beat you to the question. Yeah, uh, that's something that we we talk about a lot, um, and it's something that we definitely, for a lot of these equipment issues, try to come around to um, because it, for the most part, works uh, for consumers. Um, but it's, to, right now, it's still we just haven't been able to make that headway uh, for the right to repair movement in the same way um, outside of automobiles, basically. Uh, so we're we're working on it. We're trying to to push everything in that direction um, as it should be. Now, it, how's the res- – and I know, again, the House and Senate here in Illinois are operating in, in strange times and how they're meeting and stuff. But how's the overall reception to this bill so far If you, when you've even just talked to other people saying, hey, this has come up. We'd maybe like to either bring you on board or what would you think about it? Do many people even understand that this exists or this is a problem? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are at least vaguely familiar, um, and it's one of the issues that actually is um, – tends to be fairly easy to talk about. It's a really cross-partisan issue. Um, So, I mean, we have a lot of support from both sides and tend to have fairly friendly conversations. Uh, But someone with a lot of just big money and big manufacturers, uh, we can go up against a lot of of uphill battles with, like, just lobbying, basically. Um, But generally, the conversations are positive, I think, especially, you know, in the Midwest with the the farming side of it. Um, When we run this kind of thing in, like, California, for example, it's a little bit less focused on that and more on the tech side. Um, but here it's it's definitely uh, more back to the center of just the, the overall issue and how it really affects a lot of different industries um, as well as just uh, the everyday people who we just want to fix our stuff. And and looking up, I, I came across the, the National PERG website as well, 14 states with, with bills in their houses or senates right now trying to get this through. That also helps because you just get more states on board to do this, then mm-hmm. the companies have to realize that their their well, time is limited. And again, it's a zero-sum yeah, game for them. Yeah, it's a domino effect, right? You know, one of the things, Brian, you know, uh, down there where you are, um, I'm assuming, you know, you, you run into a lot of legislators, you know. And we do. I, we do. And we do. And we do up here in Bloomington Normal, and we do repairs for them, you know. So we do, you know, we fix their Apple, you know, MacBooks, and we fix their phones and stuff like that. So some of these, you know, um, folks that are in the, the House and in the Senate – they know and they save money by coming to places like us. So they realize this. So we've got to get them on board, but more importantly, we've got to get the consumer to make sure that they call their local reps and say, listen, I want the right to mm-hmm. do my own repair or have somebody that's you know certified or qualified to do that. Right, and I, a lot of times, even when it comes to the car, I don't want to be able to do my own repair. I just don't want to be told where I have to go to get it done. 
my son, True. as I was coming here, he was asking me, you know, he says, why do I care about this? I'm like, well, you remember your, you had an accident with your car. We just took it over to, to Zara's and they fixed it. Well, if without right to repair, you would be sending it back to the manufacturer and they would tell you how much it will cost and it will get done eventually. And mm-hmm. that that's basically what it comes down to is you want to be able to compare, am I cheaper than uh, Terry's company? Who, who, who's going to provide the better service? Without right to repair, we don't even get to make those choices. I can't use well, who even I want. in a timely manner. Yeah, I mean, you know, as we've as we've gone through COVID, you know, we've had people like you know kids, you know, doing uh, homeschooling and people needing their tablets and their phones. And it's let a alone, you know, healthcare stuff. And it's a two yeah. week turnaround time to get anything fixed. And yeah, it's just now the other question. I don't think we have a a good uh, a good amount of time for this, but my my question. Is there a workaround for this for the manufacturers? Do they switch to a, it is now a leased phone, you never actually get to own it, so now you can't do the repairs. Is that a workaround for them with this bill? Uh, I, I think the short answer to that is that uh, kind of the, the companies in a lot of different industries tend to find a way. Um, we kind of use the expression, they gravitate towards the unregulated places. Um, so we're definitely trying to, to build the most comprehensive thing that we can. Um, I don't think the bill, as it exists right now, necessarily covers the potential workarounds in the future. Um, it's based on the existing settings. Uh, but we're definitely keeping an eye out on all of that because, you know, we're not going to stop at just this one thing. If the next issue pops up, we'll, of course, work on that as well. Well, we're running out, definitely running out of time here. And, and thank you guys both, uh, Sabrina Clevenger from Illinois Perg and Terry Ballantini from Normal Gadget. Sabrina, tell everybody how they can, can keep up to date on this and how the bill's progressing and and how to get more info on the uh, the the right to repair overall absolutely um i mean we're working on it with illinois perg in the state uh, as well as u.s perg also provides amazing updates and they tend to be working with the media a lot as well so it's a uh, fairly visible uh right now the bill in the state is house bill 3061 um that's the existing thing we do have some stuff on the senate side uh, but basically, the main thing is just call your legislators and tell them to support right to repair. The more folks that we have talking about it and the more public that issue is, the, the more momentum that we have. Um, and then for what it's worth with Illinois Perk, we do also do some grassroots stuff. Um, so if anyone's interested in being more involved, we're more than happy to, to talk about it a little bit more. Thank you very much, uh, both of you, for, for joining me this morning. And we will we will definitely, as this progresses, keep in touch with you and get updates. Yes, thank you very much Wonderful. for being thank on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It is Computers Internet, BOH Computers. Brian uh, here today. We'll take a break for news weather, then come back and then you can call in. Yes, get in phone calls. <laughs> if you want to want to discuss this? Want to discuss anything else? It is. It is very. I'm happy to see this in a bill in this state. And again, oh, absolutely. 14 total states. That's and that means a lot that that this push is really coming finally. And it's only going to happen if we push them. We, we got to kick Apple in the butt, as it were. We'll take a break. Be right back. Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970, for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, gizmos, and games. I love gizmos. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers. Stay informed, stay connected with WMAY. Welcome back to the second half of BOH Computers. Brian from 
VOH here today. Uh, uh, we hope was, you all enjoyed yeah, that. That was uh, that'd be a good replay one if we we don't do those often, but if we do that, as I think is a good one. Just even even down the road, it just fills you in on what what that is and how that works. But of course, also taking your calls two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. We'll go to the phones. Hi, you're on with Computers Internet VOH Computers. I'm calling about a problem I had with a Zoom call. I was on my HP laptop, and it was connected wirelessly. I have Comcast, and I connected into the Zoom call. The video was fine, but the audio was staticky. So I disconnected, connected again, same result. Now, I've used that computer before for Zoom and not had a problem, but the static was so bad with the audio, I couldn't complete the call. Have, have you I tried it since? No, I have not. You and now, one thing that was different, this time I had my laptop close to the modem, the wireless modem. I don't know if uh, uh, that proximity to the router had anything to do with it. Uh, uh-huh. I would try it again and see if you're still having the issue. If you are not, then it was most likely high traffic on their their site, high traffic in your area, an issue with, uh, with just bandwidth availability and that's how okay. it manifested itself and, and let me ask, all right let it, me ask this too is are you using the web-based version of zoom or did you actually download and install the desktop client i downloaded okay the other thing to try too because they seem to push them out on a regular basis and they don't ever Updates. put a notification <laughs> yeah an update go yeah, in i sure think it's help update. menu and see, check for updates because sometimes it okay. fixes weird stuff like it, that as well. And it again, okay. it could it could handle the traffic better with an update because yes. they've noticed this issue on their site. <laughs> uh, okay, but if you and don't, now, I if know... you don't notice it, if you don't, or sorry, if you do notice it again, it could uh-huh. be an issue with your computer. You may want to make sure you have all the updates uh, for your computer okay. done, and and all those right. types now, of things. Now I noticed that the people, the other people on the Zoom call. Uh, as it happened, it was a club meeting. They would be located roughly in the St. Louis area. They were not having any difficulty. They could hear each other fine. They could also hear me. My problem was when they talked, there was so much static. It was impossible. Yeah, and again, that really does sound like it's a Zoom issue. Okay. That, that was All a, right. It was either bandwidth or software related. And do uh, do the updates and then try doing another Zoom call and see if okay. it if it manifests itself again. If it does, you may need to bring it in for repair, see if we can figure out what's going on with it. You could have something that's running in your uh, background that's taking a lot of your bandwidth away. Okay. There, those, right. those could be a thing. But and again, even I, if you have a friend of yours, you can even just do a one-on-one Zoom yeah. call with them and, and do a little bit of playing and adjusting. The other thing, too, is you said you, you went and sat your laptop near your, your wireless router. Does your laptop yes. have a, a uh, actual network card in it, network jack where you can plug it in? Uh, I, I don't know, to be honest if it with does, you. Well, yes, yes, I okay. can plug it in. You can yes. always do that, and it too? Was pl- and it was plugged in. Okay. Okay. Uh, electrically. I mean, to the electric cord. Is that what we're talking no, about we're or talking something about, else? You could actually plug. It's a big phone line that would plug into the computer and then okay, into the I have Okay, I have never done that with this one. I have only used it wirelessly. And sometimes if, if and again, you're sitting on top of the router, that's fine, but I, uh, you get a little bit higher speed when you're hard plugged in, and, I, and I've seen, especially with Zoom, it correct a few issues, yeah. but it seems like it's leaning more toward like a, a, a network traffic or a issue. network traffic issue. issue, yeah. Okay, thank you so much. You're I'll welcome. start trying to eliminate problems. Appreciate the call. You thank you. Yep, thank you very much. Have a great day.
And yeah, I think I'm in Zoom a lot during a, a little obscenely amount of times anymore. I, I'm not in it that often, uh, but it, it does crop in on there. Uh, but we use Microsoft Teams. Yep, Teams is is also a good one, and and I use Teams. I feel is doing a little bit better. Zoom is they became the moniker of yes. this whole pandemic yeah, the last year uh imagine they, if you own stock in yeah, February they, they of last couldn't, year. they couldn't have asked for a better uh catastrophe to push everybody towards them well and the, to reason, the fact they crashed yes and part of that <laughs> is is microsoft of course they're them being giant as they are didn't put some of the nuanced things in teams and they saw zoom was doing the virtual backgrounds and different things and that caused people to gravitate toward that and then teams started doing it. So, yeah, now you've seen a shift back a little bit yeah. because especially in a in any environment, but especially in a work environment, teams, if you have an office uh, subscription it's for your it. company, it's free anyway. Yeah, it's, so. it's built into office. And that's what – and most people are just like, ah, and it pops up every time you turn the computer on. It's that so annoying. drives me up the wall. I, so people turned it off. They forgot to even have yep. because who used it? And we used to uh, – uh, webcams were one of those things that – yeah, if it has it, it has it. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, we actually never even included the webcam on uh, the test features of things we made sure were working in order mm -hmm. to sell them. It, because nobody ever used it. And if you did and you brought it in and it was having an issue, most of the time it never did. But it it was one of those like, yeah. we we now have to specify an extra this, line. <laughs> one, this one doesn't have a webcam when you're selling it to somebody because you need to know it doesn't mm -hmm. have a webcam. And and that was the problem I ran into even in in offices when when I had people in in my office take their desktops home because they knew they'd be there for months. They don't have a webcam. Yet. No, or a microphone. Like well, I was on a Zoom meeting and they couldn't hear me or see me. I'm like, because your desktop doesn't have those things. Let's work on getting you a USB webcam. Right. Oh, great! They're sold out everywhere. Yeah, and they're instead of being twenty five dollars, they're two hundred and fifty dollars yeah. now. And they'll be back ordered for the next six weeks. Yeah. Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. It's we sold out of every adapter. I mean, it's, it was crazy because you had two monitors at work. You uh -huh. want two monitors at home now? Yep. Um, I say I I discovered, and again, if you're trying to watch TV while working at home, good luck. Uh, you can't do it. But days early on in a year ago, I had sat. My living room was my office. I had my my computer in front of me when I would join Zoom meetings or whatever. I would it dump it TV? wirelessly to my 55-inch TV so I could still work and do other things and then still be involved in the meeting. And I never turn my webcam on because I hate that. Yeah. But at least the microphone's right there. But I, I, could, I don't turn mine on Yeah. Either. Nobody wants to see me. Nobody cares. I have a face for radio. As you and me both. 217 <laughs> <laughs> uh, If you want the iMac Pro, Apple says, go on, get rid of that one uh, while supplies last. Yeah. How many people actually... Uh, well, because, again, they're pushing the new Apple chipset. They want to get away yep. from the Intel, uh, bringing the new Apple chipset in, so... And, again, I guess, yeah, some people like the iMacs because of the big screens and that, but um, still, I'm laptops, that's the future. <laughs> Everybody learned over the last year, laptops and docking I, stations are what you should and, be doing. And I really do have to... Star Trek brought in all kinds of technology that we didn't yes, know. Yes, they did. Do you remember the little uh, communication pad that was on 
Picard's desk all the time yeah. that he would do his Zoom call yep. with. Yeah. <laughs> It'd only be better if, he, if he'd have changed his face to a cat or something while, yeah. while, while speaking to the admiral. I'm not a cat. Yeah. <laughs> really. Uh, but no, it's, you wouldn't have thought that back then, but that's now the way apparently we communicate. I'll have my, uh, I have. I have my ready room of my office with my Microsoft Surface there. It's always mm-hmm. there. It's the secondary computer. Yes. It sounds like me. And uh, I get calls on it. People will actually just direct dial me to uh, to my Surface, and uh, it's usually intercompany, but it's still, sure. it's weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's funny how. Yes, we... Admiral. Yes. What can I do for you? <laughs> uh, a year ago. Nobody really thought about working from home much, and and a lot of companies didn't even have had never planned for that ability, policies for their employees, none of that. And then they were all overnight, oh, crap, how do we do this? Yeah. And your business saw it, and, and my work saw it, and sorting stuff out. And it's even a year later, I'm still making notes and and helping people navigate what they should be doing and the best way to do it. And anymore, it's people were getting laptops and purchase a docking station for both home yep. and work. So then it's one piece – you have to grab. You don't even need to charge her. Nope. You just go back and forth, and that's it. We converted Heather over for that specific reason to uh, a Surface. And because I have a Surface as well, we only have to travel with one one set of cables for mm-hmm. everything. Nice, isn't it? It is. Uh, and when people come into the store, they'll we've had them buy four laptops at a time, one for mom, dad, and each of the two kids, and they want to make sure to get the exact same one or at least one that uses the same cable mm-hmm. so that if my battery dies or I've misplaced my cable or you've borrowed it, because the kids tend to do that. They yeah. borrow cables and don't bring them back. And usually don't ask. They say, oh, we're bring the yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We know how it is. Yeah, we do. Uh so they, it's so convenient to have everybody on the same type of, mm-hmm. of cable. If you forgot it at home when you traveled, it, one of them brought it. I guarantee you, the kids always make sure they have a cable. Yeah, funny. Even they if don't care yours. about anybody else. Yeah. Even if it's yours, they always have one. And Yeah, and when we luck out, because, I mean, Dell for the longest time, and, and I that's most of what we buy for, for laptops where I work, is um, uses that the nice big round connector mm-hmm. and – 65 or 90 watts for, for most laptops, yep. and I can put a 90-watt one and a 65. You can't go the other way. No. You do. It'll complain and hardly charge the battery, but at least I have piles of those as, yeah. as laptops die or whatever, and now they're they're pretty much pushed almost toward USB-C. But again, hey, look, that's universal too. Even in the name. Hey, Apple, <laughs> maybe, maybe you should listen to things that are universal. Um, so I want to say anti right to repair, but anti stuff with phones. Uh, the Utah House of Representatives on Thursday approved a bill, House Bill seventy two, that would make any smartphone in Utah be required to have pornographic blocking software on it by law. Good luck with that bill holding up. Um, as yeah. it climbs up the... Uh, yeah, the freedom of speech will come into play there. Very easily. Hi, you're on Computers Internet, BOH Computers. Hi, guys. Got a question for you. I've got a son who wants to transfer some files from a uh, PC over to his laptop, like gaming files. 
Uh, what would be the best thing to do? I, I tell you what, we're getting ready to come up to the commercial. Let me put you on hold so we can keep you through the break and, and dig into this further, okay? Let me put you on hold. We will take a break. It is Computers Internet. Come back, answer this question, and wrap up the show. It is Computers Internet, VOH Computers. 217-629-7979. Send me the phone number. We got a call just as the uh, commercial break was coming up here. We'll see if we bring the caller back on and, and refresh the question. So basically, your son has a desktop and needs to transfer files to a laptop. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, is it a large amount of files? Uh, it's about two thousand hours of gaming play. <laughs> so, it's yeah. about it's about what? About two thousand hours of uh, gaming play. So it's their videos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then your simplest solution for that is to probably take the laptop hard drive out install it in the desktop as a secondary hard drive and transfer it using the SATA bus inside the computer. It'll transfer the fastest that way. If that, if that's not, if that's not, a, if that's not an option and you have the skill set to set up a network file sharing inside your home and both computers are connected via ethernet cable, I would not recommend doing it over the Wi-Fi. If both computers are capable of transferring it uh, over the Ethernet, you can set up a file share to where you transfer from one to the other and map the mm -hmm. network drive. If you do not have that capability, then you're going to be stuck with hopefully USB 3 and a large flash drive. Okay. Those, yeah, those are your three thing. easiest options. An external hard drive will work also if you happen to have one. I hope it's a USB 3. If it's USB 2, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. You should be half done. <laughs> uh, so hopefully yeah. you have USB 3, but truly the fastest is if it's an easily poppable uh, hard drive out of the laptop, take it out, pop the side off the case, plug it in. It'll come up uh, when you turn it on. It'll be the D drive, and you can just drag and drop right across the thing in your desktop, and it'll take probably a couple hours. Yeah. Every, think, everything yeah, else will gradually I, take longer. I'll probably end up buying him a, uh, him a uh, portable hard drive to do that with. The, the other concern that you have is 2,000 hours of video is going to be a lot. Does his yeah. laptop hard drive have enough space that he's not going to fill it past 80% by just having those on there? Because if that's the case, I recommend it doing, I recommend be keeping them sat, uh, on yeah. an external. Yeah. The hard drive that he, I've got on the PC, so I've taken the hard drive, but the hard drive on the uh, laptop is a terabyte, so I don't think I have much problems with that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you, right. you probably would be better off just leaving it on an external hard drive so that he can access it when he wants to. He doesn't need to access yeah. it daily. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Dave. Not a problem. Thank you very much for the phone call. 217-629-7970. A few minutes left to, uh, for any tech issues, problems, questions. Uh, some other proposals the, uh, to, to stop ISPs from hiding fees and stuff in the bill to actually break it down and, and show you the true cost of your monthly bills because you get all these little extra fees and different things in there and so the the FCC hey I, I kind of like the FCC being a little bit more transparent and for the consumer it's yeah kind of refreshing isn't it it's nice um, I, I do have to say I have enjoyed having my Comcast unlimited for, I bet uh, you have for $30 it's nice not caring 
Yes. <laughs> not not slowing down the the children's use of the internet or or getting the alerts and then crap there's the bigger bill you know what it is every month now going forward exactly and again I have the lowest the lowest cost Comcast there is and it does fine for everything that we want to do another uh, piece coming out of the FCC is they they want to quadruple the base high speed internet speeds basically saying. It's only considered high speed if it's this. Currently, it's 25 down and 3 meg up. It's been that way since 2015. They're looking at now. This was just out Thursday. Bipartisan group of senators calling that the base level be considered 100 up and 100 down. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, because you'll see a big you you will see a big investment with companies to to have to meet that. No, you won't. Well. They'll attempt to. They'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll flip the switch and, oh, look, we'll have it now that we've always wanted it. It's always been there. They just want to charge more for well, it. There's that. <laughs> or we'll be like the guy in California that, that took a an ad out in the <laughs> paper to get his speed. I had 100 for a day, and then it went back down. And, yeah, we'll post it in the paper to get the CEO's attention. Yeah. So, uh, no, that, well, when uh, my friends at CTI started putting yes. in their stuff and New Wave was – Oh, my God, how are we going? No, they didn't need to do any upgrade. No infrastructure upgrade. Automatically, bam, here's your prices. We are now competitive with 100 up and 100 down. It's amazing how it happened overnight. Yeah, how did you put the image? Oh, what? We, it's just it's it magic. Took, it took us a long time to create that, you know, Photoshop of, uh, you know, the, the, new, fly, price the list. new flyer yeah. for the price list. Yeah, that's what took the longest time. And and I've I will say uh, and I know you use them with uh, with Jacksonville I three continues to make progress across Springfield. Oh, I've had more friends come ask me about them and and uh, reach out. And while I don't use them personally, you're I tell them about your yeah. business and the switch. And, and, and unfortunately, I am in the east side of Springfield, yes. so it will be a long time. Well, you, I... we'll see who gets there first. If it's CTI or I three. Well, I was talking house. with CTI. They're not focusing on Springfield. They don't want to. I get it with, uh, with Comcast and that. Pick up the small towns. No, and it has nothing to do with Comcast. And it has everything to do with the cost of going in and the the amount of infrastructure you have to put, put in, in place. And you have to focus on covering the whole thing. And Springfield is a huge area for them. They couldn't just come in and cover my section of town, the mm -hmm. suburb, the, the neighborhoods <laughs> on the east side, the suburbs over there, uh, they actually have to get in. And the cost is just, it, it's excessive when he can cover the town of Edinburgh, get 100% coverage, and be done in a year. Makes sense. That's so much easier to do. I can't blame him for, for Well, doing get that. him up to Williamsville, because yes, I have fiber through my cable company, but he's cheaper and better, and that's who I'd rather be with. But I don't True. have a choice right now. So, yeah. But at least you have fiber. Yes, I, I do. I don't even have the option. Yes. But you have unlimited, too, so just slower. And I pay a lot for it. Yes, you do. Because I think we pay the same. Yeah. I, I now pay $100 a month. I'm $40 under that. Yeah. <laughs> and and I have unlimited. Woo! So, BLH Computers can be found at 1832 Stevenson Drive in Springfield, 832 South Main in Jacksonville, and 123 West Main Cross in Taylorville. Actually, I went to all three stores yesterday. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You can find us at blhcomputers.com, and we'll be back here next week.